Is there a way for brands to build mobile commerce apps that are 10x faster and maybe even 20x cheaper? Welcome to the very first episode of Low Code Ninjas. My co-host Peggy Ansaltz and I will be diving into the world of low code mobile apps. My name is John Kutsir. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. And as you said, John, you know, we have this show because there's a revolution in mobile right now. It was always there. It's just accelerated because of COVID. You know, if it's mobile first, mobile forced, either way, that's what it is. Apps is where we are. Apps is where companies need to be. But hey, you know, it isn't that easy because first of all, brands, retailers, they're spending money. They're also spending time, six to 12 months to build a great mobile app, painful, slow, consumers aren't going to wait. But there is an option. You can look at low-code option. That's what we're talking about in this show because that gets it done in fraction of the time, fraction of the cost. That's what people want to hear about. Absolutely. I don't know about this mobile force thing, but uh, I understand it, I guess. I get there. Yeah. So to kick off low-code ninjas, we're going to chat with somebody who's building mobile apps for top brands with a low-code platform. They're rich, they're full-featured, they're full-on mobile apps, and we're going to dive into it. Yep. And his name, Samir Edamina. He's the founder of Follow Analytics. Welcome, Samir. Great to have you here on our debut show. Thank you for inviting me. It's a real pleasure to have you. Samir, we got to ask you right off the top, can you really build a full-featured e-commerce app for a major retailer or brand in just weeks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're doing it all the time, actually. Dozens and dozens of companies are using our technology to do that. Very, very interesting. Very cool. In fact, I think you even do it on a one-off basis for like a sales demo. Yeah. I mean, we are actually the tool is allowing any salesperson in, in our team to build an app within a few minutes and, and show it to the customer. We come at the first meeting with a, with a customized demo of what could be the e-commerce or service mobile app of this you know, enterprise company, which is something that is very, very new and usually surprise them a lot, actually. I can see that being surprised in just a few minutes. I am. I would be too. Absolutely. Because I've seen how people say, well, you know, we can take a module approach or something, but it's still taking forever. And you're doing that in sales demos. I have to jump in here and ask, you know, you've done it many times. Can you name some brands that you've done it for that we would understand or say and, and recognize? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I would mention a few retail brands because these days, you know, retailers are probably our first, you know, vertical and, and mm -hmm. you know, all retailers need to get on mobile quick on e-commerce. I would mention, for example, Sephora in Europe, you know, used our technology to build an app in just a few, uh, few days. The, the Honest Company, you know, uh, Jessica Alba's company, actually, same thing here. You know, they wanted to have like in less than a month of mobile app retail e-commerce actually on the app store and google play we build it with our platform in less than three weeks and then you know one of the probably largest and and, and oldest retailer in north america uh, hudson bay company is also using our technology for their banners uh, like Saks, you know that that is an iconic brand in the u.s Hudson's Bay, that I believe that company is hundreds of years old, actually. Very, very interesting. And all, all across Canada, of course. So right now, obviously, we're in coronavirus, we're in COVID time. And that's changed so much about our lives and how we buy things, how we interact with brands as well. What have you seen happening in e-commerce over the past six months? 
So it's amazing. It's a it's an amazing acceleration. I mean, you know, eight months ago, companies would say, hey, you know, we have some time. You have a great technology. I mean, you're going to reduce dramatically the, the time to market, the speed here. But but now it's all about we need it now. It's not a, you know, there's a great acceleration on e-commerce. And I would say that, you know, companies and retailers, especially that don't have a mobile app or it's going to be very difficult for them. I mean, mobile e-commerce is 20 to 40% of the online revenue today. If I can interject for a moment, because I had the mobile forced idea and it really is a concept and it's going to be, you're going to hear about it more and more because the whole idea is that through the acceleration, companies that were saying, hmm, an app, you know, I'll do, I'll just work on my website, you know, I'll do responsive, it'll be just fine, right? And now they are forced to look at mobile apps. They are forced to be the brand in the hand, to be something I'm going to be interacting with you know, while I'm confined at home. So I'm wondering if you're seeing that as well, Samir, you know, that you're seeing companies that maybe hadn't thought like this, that they're saying, you know, wow, you know, we're missing the boat. We really have to do it now. It's not something you can plan anymore. Absolutely. Actually, they are forced, as you said, and, and one of the reasons we're having this, this success with, with dozens of, you know, these, these iconic brands is, is because we are actually leveraging what exists. So companies have a website, an e-commerce website, actually, and they want to build an app on top of that. So, I mean, they are forced. They want to go fast. And the only way to go fast is not to go start from scratch, right? Rather, you know, than, you know, using their existing platform, infrastructure, you know, cloud, e-commerce, engine, et cetera, and building on top of it. And that's what our technology is doing. Now let's talk about who's winning. Is it everybody that's winning? I mean, is it just a few companies? Are all brands actually getting on the train here? No, unfortunately, not everybody's winning. I mean, the, the reality is that some companies didn't have the infrastructure, you know, the local. They have not invested that much in, in digitization. I mean, the winners, we all know them. It's Amazon. You know, they had a, an amazing platform and e-commerce mobile app, actually, and it's probably one of the top five today on the App Store, right? But you have, you know, Walmart as well that have made a fantastic job as well on their digital platform, especially on mobile and, and Target. And these, these companies, you know, it's amazing. We see them actually very successful with this. But the only reason they are is because they've been working, you know, with the best digital platforms. And, and today, you know, they don't have to catch up with, with having the right, you know, product platform, etc. And there is... All these brands that are losing today, amazing companies, amazing brands, you don't see them on the shopping category of the App Store on the top 100 apps here. You don't see them. And you would be surprised. Take a look and you're going to see, you know, your most iconic brands are not there yet. And we have a solution for that to get them within like three to four weeks on the App Store. So uh, that's the reason why they're coming to us actually these days. Just want to make a note about that. I, I wasn't aware of the the brand aspect here because you're right. You know, I'm I'm based in Europe, so I'm seeing different brands, but the ones I want to see, they're not there either. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity. It's a global opportunity, I have to say. But you're talking about how they're losing, how they're not able, how they're not ready, not able to build fast enough. I'm just curious if what you're also seeing in that respect is that they understand this opportunity. Do you find that you have to tell them in, increasingly about the mobile opportunity. And the reason I bring that up is because you're also writing and talking out there about the opportunity. You know, what do companies need to focus on when they want to build mobile commerce apps? 
So, yeah, I mean, the, you know, low code, no code is definitely the solution. I mean, speed is about everything, you know, mobile, building a mobile app is a pain actually today. I mean, it's it requires lots of efforts and time and you want to have an impact immediately. You know, we've, with these traditional, you know, solutions, system integrators, agencies, et cetera, but I'm going to take 12 or even 18 months, millions of dollars to build an app and it's not possible anymore, right? So I would say that, you know, uh, using a low-code platform, leveraging what exists today, reducing the cost, improving, like having a much better impact on, on time to market here and being ready sooner with a pixel-perfect app is definitely the solution here. And local products allows that today. You know, you can build, and we're building, we have apps that are on the top 50 of the app store today. And there is no uh, actually reason to reduce the quality. Actually, it's quite the opposite. And we reduce the maintenance, actually, headaches. We reduce and, and we have, you know, ways now for these companies to get faster to, to open their mobile channel and have it integrated with their marketing and, and, and customer platform. I'd like to pick up on that fast because that's something that you're talking about a lot out there, which is this three F's idea. Fast is one of them. There's two other F's, of course, but I'd like you just overall to talk about the concept. You know, what is it that is, so to speak, the checklist here? Fast and what are the other? Friction free okay. and, and feature rich. Actually, fast, you know, speed is everything, you know, it's these days, especially these days. So uh, going fast, but, you know, Friction-free, we companies actually improving their productivity. You know, their IT team and their marketing teams are getting more busy. I mean, and there is this need on on not having to spend days, weeks, or months on on, on a mobile app, and you know, rely on an external team or external product here that can accelerate that. And I would say, feature-rich, it's the quality of the app is quite important. I mean, you don't build an app and you put it on the App Store and Google Play, and then it's going to live by itself. It has to, to add, you know, innovations every month. We have customers that are going to add AR, Apple Pay, you know, uh, Touch ID, Face ID, you know, a lot of these kind of what we call native features on a regular basis. They're going to improve their, they're going to be creative. And so, you know, feature rich is, is very important here. If you look at an app like Amazon mobile app, it has most of the innovations that exist today. I mean, amazing search engine, uh, augmented reality, you know, all this technology concentrated with a pixel perfect user experience. So I would say it's three Fs that you mentioned, Peggy, are critical to be successful actually on the long term. Let's dive into those features then. If you look at the most successful apps, and I know you've done some of that, and I believe you're coming out with some research in the near future as well on that. What are the top features that you see that the most successful e-commerce apps have? And maybe after that, follow up with some of the features that people think that they need, that brands think that they need, but actually don't. Yeah. So thank you for this question. Actually, it's interesting since like now seven, eight months since the pandemic started, there is these features that needs to be, that are helping actually companies challenge social distance, for example, video call. Right, we we added this feature to several you know customers. So being able to call a sales agent, right, without being able to go to the shop today, right, is one of the features that is getting a lot of interest. We have buppies, you know, buy online, pick up in store. People wants to continue. It's amazing. People wants to continue to come to the store, even if it's just for the pickup here. And 
and so curbside pickup. So this Bopi's you know, feature is, is getting a lot of traction and most of the retailers and e-commerce uh, retailers that we are working with are implementing it. Now you have, you know, all these payment capabilities. I mean, not having Apple Pay and Google Pay today on the mobile app is definitely losing uh, a lot in terms of user experience and, and how easy is it, it, it is to buy with an Apple Pay one-click, you know, a Touch ID, you know, Apple Pay activation here. I mean, there is, you know, probably a dozen features here that we see and our report on, on the most successful e-commerce mobile app uh, is going to highlight that very soon. It's all the features that are not only, uh, well, were not only important, you know, say six months ago, but the new features as well that are like critical these days, as I mentioned, you know, boppies, curbside pickup, a video call, uh, reservation system for shops that are closed or, you know, are going to reopen, right? And they want to have a way to allow the customers to come at the right time for, uh, to reserve a slot actually to come to the shop. So we, we build, as an example here, a kind of scheduler reservation system that we launched with already few customers. So that's, that's kind of, there's kind of some kind of new features with this new normal that are coming as well here. Super interesting to hear because these are not the kinds of features that we're typically thinking about when we're thinking about a low code environment. They're not the kind of features that you think about when you go to some website that says, hey, <laughs> build and launch your mobile app, you know, $99 a month or $10 a month or something like that. And, and you think, okay, it's basically a wrapper for a website. So low code used to mean low quality and, and probably low in features. Not anymore. Not anymore. We are able to build, again, pixel-perfect mobile apps, very creative, adding all these innovations, right, uh, that I just mentioned as some new features, but also that are integrated with the marketing platform. You know, it's not just about launching a mobile app, but it has to be integrated with the company multi-channel, you know, marketing platform, whether it's a, it's a Salesforce, Adobe, Microsoft, or any of these, you know, marketing platform doing email, push notifications, et cetera. The mobile app cannot be a silo. It has to be integrated with the company backend system. So all of that makes it like, no, it's not a low quality. It has to be picked up. And we prove that, by the way. I mean, many of the apps we build for iconic brands are on the top of the app store. They have, a, you know, on, in terms of usage, actually, they are quite amazing. One, one of the things we provide as well is a mobile, is an analytics engine. It's the intelligence here. We build data-driven mobile apps, you know, that are intelligence, that are like, you know, reacting and adapting to the, to the end users, to the end user here. It's all about user experience. So we cannot actually minimize that, uh, you know, most of the success of apps are about user experience here. I couldn't agree with you more. That's what I'm always saying. And it was interesting to hear you also talk about the fact that they're top ranking, right? So for me, that's like, okay, user experience ticks all the boxes, top ranking, really important. But let's talk about some other results, particularly when companies are looking at this, they want to look at uplift or they want to look at something that gives them a reason. You know, maybe user experience is a little warm and fuzzy. That's not enough to invest in the app, but there's got to be other things you can achieve. What are you seeing? What are the results that your clients are achieving with this? So, I mean, it, usage is, is, is critical here. And one of the things that, that is interesting with the App Store is the rating and the comments, right? I mean, it's it, the interesting thing. You have a, a feedback from customers quickly. You know, look at the rating of an app, look at the comments, actually, 
Um, you don't have that on a website, on an e-commerce website, right? On mobile here, uh, Apple and Google actually with the ranking system here, they forced actually the brands to improve their user experience and the, you know, so I would say that, you know, one of the things that is quite critical is make sure that the quality of the app is, and the user experience is, is very high here and it, and it has to be taken care. I mean, on a, you know, continued basis, having a strong analytics and data-driven mobile app allows actually the, you know, the, the, the brand to, to un better understand what's going on, right? With, with the app, what works and what do not and how to improve it. And I would say the interaction allowed by push notification is also a critical aspect, actually, of the marketing of the relationship between the brand and, and its consumer here through the app. Uh, having a strong, you know, mobile analytics, mobile marketing, and being able to add new features regularly by listening to the customer or by challenging these issues that we are uh, experiencing now, you know, social distance and, you know, people want to stay connected, right, to their brands and they want to keep this connection. And, and the mobile app is probably now becoming, I think, the main channel here, the channel here for that. I want to follow up on that question real brief. What have you seen for the brands that have built e-commerce functionality, mobile commerce functionality into their apps? What do you see in terms of their growth and sales? So I would say mobile apps, e-commerce, e-commerce on mobile is probably 20 to 40% of the e-commerce revenue of a brand. We see usually when a retailer have a website, e-commerce website, a responsive website for mobile, and, and a mobile app, they usually have probably 30 to 40% of their activity happening on the mobile app versus, you know, around 40% on the desktop and maybe 20% on the mobile web here uh, of the transaction. So now the conversion rate on mobile is much higher actually that we observe now in terms of e-commerce transactions than, than desktop, right? Uh, probably six or seven times higher than desktop today. And the reason for that is, the engagement, the fact that you are, you know, on your mobile in a different experience. I mean, it's it's a personal device first, you know, in this screen, you get as well, you know, something that is probably much more powerful than email, which is push notification, right? We have a lot of sophistication on that, where whether, you know, we are able to send you a push notification based on your location, based on the time of the day, based on your habits here, because we analyze that with the app. So... I would say that, you know, there is quite a, an interesting tendency here to see the mobile app for e-commerce uh, actually becoming probably the main channel in terms of revenue now for many of them. It's already the case for Amazon. It's already the case for many. But but I would say that so many brands are realized that, you know, the website, the desktop actually is probably going to be 30 or 40 percent of the activity. Still, the backend system, the engine right, of e-commerce is on the website here and you need that, right? They need that. The companies that are fortunate today, I would say is the one that have already invested in these, you know, e-commerce platforms, right? Because the low-code platform like ours can build on top of any of these existing, you know, e-commerce platforms and, uh, you know, and leverage them rather than starting from scratch, which makes it, you know, much more, much more longer in terms of, you know, time to market here. Well, it's going to be a, a huge part of revenues. That's really, that's very clear, you know, but it's also 
going to evolve to even drive more business if you have that sort of that feedback loop of understanding this is what I'm doing, this is how the customer is reacting. Now I'm going to go because we're in those times where really if you're not, you know, how, when, and where the customer wants you, then you're out. I'd like to understand a little bit of the value that the analytics or the insights, because we're talking about how your clients are achieving certain objectives. I'd like to understand how they're achieving certain insights because that's going to be key to long-term success. Yeah, it's it's actually, you know, one of the critical things here is building an app is great, but, you know, if you don't have, you know, a clear understanding of this new behavior, I mean, this new normal is is changing everything, right? And, and the way people consume, the way people use their, their apps here and communicate and interact with their brands. So... You know, to be able to predict how users are going to react to what you, you're proposing here on, a, on an e-commerce app, you need a strong analytics engine. So we are able today with AI actually to predict what's, what's going to happen here. We analyze actually thousands, millions of users' behaviors here. And on a, on a, on a personal level, we are able to customize the user experience here. That's what mobile platforms are allowing, you know, brands to do today. So we can actually personalize the experience of each users based on what we learn and, and based on the time of the day, based on their location, based on several patterns here that are going to be, you know, analyzed and with, with this analytics engine. And we have, we are fortunate because, you know, our first product was about analytics and intelligence. And we build a kind of local platform on top of that rather than, you know, we haven't just solved actually the app development pain here, but we also are adding the intelligence to that, right? And the and the integration with the with the marketing and customer platform. What a concept. Data first and then you build a solution on top of it. Very, very cool. Well, Samir, I want to thank you so much for being on the very first low code ninjas. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I'm sure Peggy will agree as well. Over the next few weeks and months, we will be finding the very best brands and retailers that are building low-code mobile apps. Some will be e-commerce, some will be a little bit different. We'll be interviewing them. We'll be finding their secrets. And guess what, Peggy? We will be sharing them. Absolutely. I'm excited about that because there's nothing like finding new stories, giving these companies a platform to tell us their stories. And this is going to be great, of course, if you like it, and you're going to love it, subscribe <laughs> on all the major podcasting platforms. Give it a little bit of time to propagate. It's going to be out there. Full transcripts at followanalytics.com. And of course, if you want to be on the show, that's what it's all about. Contact us. We want to hear these stories because this is the only show out there that's really going to shine light on, I'll call it again, mobile first and mobile fourth companies. So it's going to be quite a ride. Excellent. Until next episode, this is John Kutzier and Peggy Ann Saltz with Low Code Ninjas. Low Code Ninjas.